0: Lock Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 Yakuza kick radio. This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet, every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so, who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and babies, Jesus help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, yeah. or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza kick fucking radio, fucking yeah! Yakuza Kicks radio! Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Page. And you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together like my nuts. I ain't scared of you motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio! And we're taking over! Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas! Beat and Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga a real fucking cowboy, Mike. Just... All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you doesn't. Now look at that guy. You only fuck that. Black D. Howl. This is bullshit, man. Fuck you! Fuck you! And fuck you! Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J.Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza. Kick Radio! Oh, shit. Welcome to Yakuza Cake Radio, I'm your host, Jake Morris Uh, I don't have a lot this week, I really don't I asked for topics, I got barely fucking anything Um, I, I don't have a ton to get into I do have some heavy shit to get into down the end So, I'm gonna cover what I can, what I could think of uh, A couple little things I got here and there But, um, you know, it's gonna close out heavy because, uh you know, some some major shit went down this past week, and um, I got I got to end on that. Um, it's gonna be a tough one to get through. So again, I, I'm holding it to the end for that reason alone. Um, one thing I want to get on right off the fucking bat, the, the the probably the most positive thing that happened to me in the past several weeks is um. I am now being syndicated on the wrestling soup website, um, which is an enormous thing for anyone who doesn't know, you know what that means. Um, basically um, when I'm done with this show tonight, how, um, whatever time, I don't know how long it takes. It doesn't really matter, but by tomorrow, the show will be up on the wrestling soups website wrestling soup is an enormous um wrestling podcast i've been friends with these guys for a lot a lot of years pretty much since the beginning of yakuza kick radio we've had our little ups and downs and ons and offs and again you know a lot of it can be contributed to you know my drinking period um when i was drinking i took a lot of things very personal and things that you know were just blown out of proportion on my end and um I've gone over those specific things in the past and, and, and things like that. And, and I take fault for that, you know? Um, in the meantime, while we weren't talking, they just continue to build their empire to the point where they're doing live shows and appearances and they're monetized to, to a nice extent. Um, Anthony missionary Thomas, he's been, you know, um, a technical wizard. I mean, the, the amount of shit that that dude knows, um, from the, the technical side, the computer side of things, the editing, the, everything you can, um, you know, put together as far as goes a podcast and broadcasting in general, the dude knows his shit. Um, and, and Joey's always been, you know, Joey numbers has always been a top notch fucking podcaster. Um, so, I mean, the guys have a, have a great chemistry and they've been doing this shit a long time and um you know th- that combo of things have has really paid off to um you know like i said bring them to the the heights of all those things i already mentioned the live appearances and doing a live show wrestlemania weekend in a bar with a bunch of people you know away from home really cuz that's over in new york and um you know they're they're based out of uh chicago and um boston area so those guys um they've really done their fucking thing so um you know much love to them and you know mish putting me up there on the uh the website is an enormous thing for me it really is it's gonna bring a lot of more ears to this podcast that i feel like you know I, I should be getting a lot more people listening to what i do here it's it's not it's not your average podcast there's so many of these fucking dork podcasts that just go on and and just oh this was a really good match and you know, what do you what do you think about that match well that match was even better than the last match I watched and all the matches are really great and I just shut the fuck up uh you know there's no personality there's no anything tied to any of that so uh, what I do may not be professional <laughs> what I do may not be for everyone but I think I offer something unique I think I definitely I know I have a lot more personality than these motherfuckers out there in general um you know the broad uh scope of podcasting at least of course there's a few including wrestling soup my boy shaheen you know uh my boy jeremy that you know they provide something and i and this is the reason why i uh i associate with these people because uh they do something that i feel like holds value and um you know i consider these guys friends you know because you know i've talked to them on personal levels all, all of those guys who i just mentioned and um yeah. Much respect to all of them. So again, it's a big, big thing to me. I don't know if that fucking little segment there just bored everybody, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I, you know, the past couple of weeks, I'm not going to mention the other thing till the end and it's not out of uh, any, any disrespect because you'll hear towards the end of my, my heartfelt feelings on that. But I just, I, it's, it's so emotional that I, I just can't even touch it until I, until I grasp the whole thing and really hit it. But, uh, Really rough couple weeks. I, I mentioned, you know, uh, having lost a few animals on the last podcast. Since then, my mother's broke her collarbone. Um, I found out that my best friend is leaving my work and she's like my sidekick there. So that's like an enormous blow to me and what I do. Um, very, very difficult. Um, so, so those are things that were added on as well as what I will cover later. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just been rough. I haven't been watching wrestling at all because, well, you know, I've made it very clear on how I feel about wrestling as a whole. So um, there's not much to really say on that end. Um, I did watch the GCW show from Japan last night, and uh, I mean, this this kind of does outline how much I, I don't care about wrestling because, you know, this thing in it itself. Is an enormous thing for all these guys, and and I, I really, you know, I got to give a shout out to Schlag and and um, you know, G Raver and and all those guys, even Joey, you know, um, to get over there to Japan is an enormous thing, and that's um earned by those guys for real, um, you know, Tony Deppin and uh, yeah, even like a Jimmy Lloyd, I mean, a dude is sloppy as fuck, and I, I I think it's crazy, when motherfuckers go to a tour in Japan that they knew was months in advance, and they don't like fucking, you know, run a couple fucking miles, I know that's John Gray's thing, he's telling me I should run more miles, well you should be telling that to motherfuckers you're in the ring, standing in between, because uh, some of these motherfuckers show up sloppy, like non-stop fucking sloppy, and it's, it's crazy i just i have a hard time with that i know not everybody's gonna be fucking shredded but in the same token like you know when like a moment uh, of your career like an enormous moment and an opportunity is coming around um it's weird to not want to prepare yourself the best possible way for it you know what i mean marcus crane's another guy who went over there too i don't you know i'm not trying to leave anybody out or say anyone doesn't deserve it um I don't really have anything negative to say about the people who went over there. Um, obviously, the, you know, the promoter, and you know, I don't really have a lot of respect for him. But, um, you know, that's, that's besides the point. Uh, Kyle the Beast went over there. Another, you know, great thing. Um, so let me just go over, like, quick notes and shit. By the way, a little bit sidetracked because I have the um, – I, I wasn't able to find the stream, but my Niners are playing the, the um, Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm seeing like live results like pop up as the plays go. Um like Damian Williams just rushed you up the middle for a one yard gain. Patrick Mahomes just passed to Tyreek Hill, who uh you know, beat the shit out of his kid. Uh not during this game, but you know, um to the left for an eight yard gain. So uh I mean this kid didn't gain anything except for I think he broke his broke his arm or some shit. Uh, fucking crazy psycho motherfucker Um, but yeah uh, so I'm watching this like via that because uh, I couldn't find a stream Uh, last game we came out and fucking uh, Jimmy looked like shit he was like z- <laughs> zero passer rating like the dude completed no passes threw an interception balls off the fucking hands of the other team like looked like absolute shit Uh, He came out of the game like midway through the first quarter. Uh, Team still did pretty well for itself. Because like I said the the week before, the system is pretty awesome. I I really think we have some good things going for our system. And a lot of our starters just sitting and waiting for the season. You know, big, big defensive guns we got going. Uh, That fucking defensive line is scary looking. When that shit is healthy, boy, we are gonna have fucking highlights all over ESPN and whoever else is covering it. Um I'm really excited to watch that defensive line work. And then um you know when that defensive line between fucking Nick Boza and fucking um DeForest Buckner and um and D Ford on the other side of the line, when those three are rushing and the quarterback has almost no time and then you got Richard Sherman, who is who's back up to speed. He's back up to, you know, uh, bragging speed, I should say, because he's he only talks when he knows he can back it up. And he's been talking in this offseason. He's <laughs> saying, look, man, I I think I might be faster than when I came in the league, which is kind of crazy, you know. Um, So, you know, Richard Sherman's not the type of guy to get shown up. So when you got this defensive line rushing and him kind of waiting in the back for someone to make a bad decision, there's going to be some fucking uh some some misthrown balls coming out of that fucking backfield. You watch. And um again, some more offensive things need to come together. Jimmy spent the whole fucking year off, you know, torn ACL, all that shit. Um so we got, you know, a lot of a lot of big things, but we got a couple of really good fucking rookies in DeBo, um, you know, on the wide receiver end of things. Uh Hurd I mean, those two are probably our best wide receivers. And we got Goodwin out there, Speedster, fucking um, uh, Pettis, and George Kittle um, set the record for yards by a tight end in a fucking season last year. I mean, that's that's more than fucking Gronk. That's more than fucking Tony Gonzalez. That's more than anybody ever did, ever. So that, that's pretty fucking awesome. And, um, you know, to have that type of shit going on, And our our running back core is pretty fucking deep. So, I'm very excited. But last week, he looked like absolute shit and had everybody on the internet going, Oh, my God, what are they going to do now? Quarterback. Oh, Jimmy's fucked. Everybody, yeah. Boy, do they have a big quarterback problem in San Francisco. And it's like, dude, it's his first fucking game. It's his first snaps. Half of the first quarter is what we're even talking about. You know what I mean? And, And motherfuckers are ready to, like, sell them off. People were like, oh, next year they're, here's how they end up getting Kirk Cousins after all. And it's like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. So he came in. Uh, he threw some good passes here. Uh, he came down to, I think, like the one yard line or it was like fourth and goal or fourth and one. And they went for it and uh, didn't convert. And then uh, the fucking Chiefs just like bombed down the field and like no time scored. And, uh, you know, Mahomes with the fucking long ball. Uh, So, then on the other side of the fucking ball, next thing you know, I'm looking at the updates and fucking, he's just fucking throwing downfield. Fucking Jimmy G is fucking landing those passes. He threw like a 30-something yard pass. And right after that, he hit a fucking 20-yard pass for a touchdown. So, it's like, you know what? All right, guys. Settle the fuck down. We got football to play. And... Everybody could fucking uh, stop putting our team out of the fucking playoffs before the season even started. We're 2-0 and in preseason, which I know the wins don't mean everything in preseason or losses don't mean everything in preseason. But when you're calling my fucking quarterback done and, you know, he hasn't even played a fucking regular season game since last year, it's a little bit fucking a uh, little, little premature, I think. So anyway, uh, back to uh, wrestling. Um, I may here and there pop in with fucking updates on this, this, uh, preseason game as we talk, but that'll, that'll be the big chunk of it that I'm, I'm done now. All right. (laughs) I know this fucking drives people crazy, especially like non Niner fans, which is probably like 99.9% of my fucking listenership. I got to get a better, um, Niner fan, uh, fan base. Cause I think, you know, they, they enjoy that while everyone else hates it. Whatever. Uh, so GCW Japan um, starts out with uh, the Great Sasaki, which I am not a fucking fan of. I know he's he's well over with people. He's accomplished quite a you know some things in his career and this and that. I, I don't. I'm just not a fucking fan. I hate the mind control spots. I think it's fucking ridiculous. I, I don't know. I'm just not a fucking fan. So it's um him versus uh Tony Depends. and um look. You know, Tony could be fucking awesome, but that's why I say he's Tony Depends, because it depends. depends on who he's working. And Brett's on commentary, and Brett is, like, selling Tony Deppin as, like, he's the guy who does teabags to his fucking, uh... To his opponent. That's what he does. Like, you if you're going to wrestle Tony Deppin, like, you're going to get teabagged. At some point, you're going to get teabagged. Like, it's, he's all about the teabag. Teabag guy is fucking, you know, he's like, fucking, you better watch for the teabag. I'm like, when the fuck did this become this guy's gimmick? Because I I know, like, Tony Deppen at his best, at, at, at the side of Tony Deppen that I like, is a guy who comes out looking like the dean of a fucking, like, a uh, Dorm college dorm comedy He looks like the guy that comes in The dean that comes in pissed off That the kids are fucking like Breaking walls down and there's a donkey in the room he, He's he got that look on his face When he comes out And then he's a dude who, who basically Physically usually doesn't look like a wrestler And then Will fucking go toe to toe With anybody in the business Like Chris Dickinson He'll stand toe to toe with Chris Dickinson And exchange fucking strikes In a way that Fucking Shane Mercer couldn't exchange strikes with Dickinson. Like, you watched him. He copped out of those strikes within, like, fucking two strikes. He was like, no, 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 no. And then he would, like, fucking, like, hit that, like, you know, knee to the gut type thing. Like, you, you could see, like, if they're going back and forth and that's your next move, it's like you're opting out of that fucking exchange. Like, you don't, you don't want any more of that shit. And then they'll go back into the, you know, the wrestling side of things and fucking next thing you know, he'll, he'll hit a big uh, impressive power move. But it's clear that, like, that's not the road he wants to go is exchanging strikes with this fucking guy. But when you watch Deppin standing toe to toe with him, like, he's fucking, he's down for all of that shit. And that's, I fucking love Tony Deppin for that. You know, he, he's, he, the thing I don't like is, you know, he's, he's willing to fucking wrestle the, the fucking legless guy for 15 minutes. He's, he's willing to do the dick spots. He's willing to do all of this ridiculous bullshit that I just can't stand in wrestling. So that that's why I call him Tony depends, because it really depends on, you know, the match on what you get out of Tony, because he can fucking do it all. But um, some of the shit he chooses to do is just fucking trash to me. You know, I'm always going to view that type of wrestling that way, because it's just, it's not for me. But again, if the whole fucking crowd goes nuts for it, then fucking do it. I mean, do it up, but you know, um, so I don't know, that, that was what it was, um, Jimmy Lloyd, Drew Parker, and Raver versus, uh, Ciclope, Miedo, and Violento Jack, this was, you know, crazy shit, a bunch of crazy shit all over the fucking place, doing their thing, whatever, but this is when I, like, I realized, like, I'm watching this, and I'm just going, no, I just don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck at all, this is like, a huge moment for, like, Raver and Jimmy Lloyd, and then... I guess Drew Parker. I don't know shit about the kid, but uh, you know, I'm looking like yeah, this is like really big for them, and I could fucking care less. I'm like drifting off, looking over at my fish tank, going like, oh yeah, man, he's getting some good color to him. Look at that. Yeah, man, he's getting big. Look at that. One, you know? Oh yeah, he's fucking chasing each other and shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like this is what I'm doing, watching my fucking African cichlids over here, and um. <laughs> just, just realizing that like I shouldn't even be watching this because I'm like, you know, like, I don't even fucking care and I'm not giving this a fair shot because I'm, I'm, I'm fucking half checked out. So I'm like, all right, you know, is what it is. Uh, next match, uh, Kyle the Beast for Sakimoto. This pulled me back in because this is the ass kicking shit that I sign up for. This is what the fuck I'm talking about. Kyle the Beast and Sakimoto put on a hell of a fucking match, beat the shit out of each other, and I love this shit. This this is this is what I mean. You know? Uh I enjoy this type of wrestling, this hard hitting shit. Um I also noticed during this, um I, I thought about it and realized how badly I'd like to see Dan Moff versus Kyle the Beast. Not Kyle the Beast, Jesus Christ. Uh yeah, I'm sure that'd be good. Probably happened already. I'm actually pretty sure it happened i don't know but anyway what i mean is Sakimoto versus damoff and i looked that up and it has not happened yet so someone please make that happen i don't care who it is i don't care what fed whatever just as long as it's available for me to watch online at some point i'm fucking all for it um seems like something maybe beyond could put together i'm sure gcw could put it together realistically because they brought in sakimoto And, um, they have brought in damn off. So, uh, that, that would be a fucking, you could main event that shit. I mean, they are going to fucking crush each other. So, um, please, please, someone put that shit together. Um, next up was, uh, Schlack, Marcus Crane, and, uh, Eric Ryan versus Kasai, Sakuda, and Sasaki. And, uh, yeah, this fucking insane shit. You know, crazy stuff all over the place. Um, everybody seemed to look, you know, pretty good in it. Um, it came off pretty well. Um, nutty shit. Kasai is just, he's just a fucking a god of deathmatch wrestling. You see that fucking guy out there and he's just you could just tell, like his aura overall. He's in a class by himself. Uh, and it's not taking anything away from anybody else in his match. I don't think anyone would disagree with what I'm saying, even, you know, the schlacks and the you know, guys of that caliber. Um but yeah, he's he's just he's just a fucking absolute legend fucking walking around in the ring, you know, doing his thing. Um Jimmy Garoppolo just got sacked and I'm kind of happy with that because like I'd rather some of those throws last week, I would have rather he took the fucking sack than just throw the ball to the other fucking team. And, uh, you know, shit, man, taking a hit too is gonna, it's gonna, you know, maybe shake off some of that nervousness, you know, after a fucking major surgery and all that, you're worried about taking hits, kind of want to take a couple just to make sure that you can fucking hold up there, you know? So anyway, um, I hate the fucking piercing spots. Absolutely hate the fucking piercing spots. The one guy, I don't even know who's who, uh, maybe Sakuda. Maybe that's the guy or maybe it's the other guy. Not Kasai, obviously. But, um, they do the fucking thing where they stick like the big giant fucking needle through like the one side of the dude's mouth and out the other side. And then it just stays in there for fucking half the, uh... Half the fucking match. And it's just ah, it's just not for me. I fucking hate the piercing spots. I never really like the syringe spots either. They're kind of gross. For me I like like bumps. Bumps are, are probably my favorite. You know, like crazy fucking bumps, innovative bumps, uh, you know, false through glass objects, you know, whether it be panes of glass, light tubes, you know, big innovative bumps through shit like that those are probably like my favorite type of thing um you know the the gussets are cool and all that shit too but like when it comes to just like flat out carving or like pushing a fucking piece of metal through the guy's face or something like that i just that it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me you know that becomes more of like that that weird fetishy shit where i'm not i'm not really into that so but that's that's fucking me. Um next up was Joey Janela and Invisible Man versus uh Kikataro and Invisible Stan. I hate this shit with a burning fucking passion. Um not only do I think it's fucking stupid, but I think the acting on it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. When Joey's wrestling nobody and when fucking Kikitaro is wrestling nobody, I think the fucking, the the actual acting and, and the pretending that they were actually wrestling somebody, it looked completely non-believable. I think um, some of the stuff I saw, previous Invisible Man matches and stuff like that looked a little better. Uh, I mean, I guess if we're at the point where we're going to fucking... Uh, we're going to review invisible matches, then I guess it has to go by the standard of how believable is it that the guy could be wrestling a person. Now, if all those movements don't look great or it doesn't really look like he could be holding a headlock or it just kind of looks like he's bouncing off the ropes and flip bumping himself onto the ground. Well, then that's just bullshit to me. And that's that's the vibe I got off of this. Again, I I am not the fucking fan of this t- to begin with, so I'm not I'm not gonna be like probably it's it's most uh forgiving critic on this. Like you really gotta fucking sell me on this type of thing for me to go. All right, that was pretty cool. I, I didn't see anything that I felt that way about, you know, um, you know, and, and it was long. It was a long fucking match. Like this this went on a while. So, uh, and, and the match started with Joey having to wrestle himself out of his jacket first. <laughs> because so the jacket's, like, way too small for his body. Uh, I think he swelled up since he bought that jacket, maybe. Uh, or, or they just had, like, not the right size when he bought it. And he was like, well, I guess, yeah, small work. Or whatever the fuck size that is. And, man, he he really has to wrestle himself out of that jacket. Hopefully the AEW... um. Staff can get him, like, a, a nicely tailored jacket that he could, you know, fucking get his sleeves out of. Or maybe he can get another valet, you know, because he, he lost the last one. So maybe, you know, someone can help him out of the jacket. I mean, everybody's just friends now in the ring. There's no more fight feel. So maybe his opponent could help him out of the jacket because that's, that's seemingly uh completely acceptable now. I don't know. Maybe fucking Jim Cornette could come down and help him out of the jacket. Call him a piece of shit. Take his fucking jacket. Fucking shake his head. They could get a whole fucking gimmick together. and be like, you piece of shit. Give me your goddamn jacket, Jelly. Yeah, fucking, I, I don't know. You have like a you know, love-hate relationship fucking manager, client. You're lucky you're making me money, you son of a bitch. You know, fuck. That could be entertaining. Um... The main event was, uh, Cologne Takeda. They, they went out there and killed it, you know, did their fucking thing. Um, I've said it, you know, a bunch of times, Cologne's, you know, one of the best United States deathmatch wrestlers. And Takeda being one of the best, uh, Japan has to offer, at least as far as I know. I'm definitely not well-versed in, um, you know, Japanese talent. But, um, Takeda's been, you know, a major, major fucking name over there in deathmatch wrestling. So... So, yeah, it, that was what it was. The whole fucking thing that I watched was about an hour and a half, which was fucking about right for, for my tolerance for wrestling uh, last night. And it was just like, oh, all right, well, we're done there. That it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Everything's fine. But, uh, you know, I fucking I knew they had another one going tonight. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm all set. Uh, you know, and I'm sure it'll be great for the people who are are really down to see that. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it'll be great. Okay, fucking Dante Pettis just fucking fumbled the the punt, then he recovered it, and it re- ran for another nine yards, so that's not right. Hold the fucking ball, goddammit. This fucking guy's gonna lose his job, Dante Pettis, because I'm telling you, these, these rookies out there are fucking hungry. Pettis was supposed to be a lot fucking better than he was, and, um... He'll he'll fuck around and lose a receiver spot. He keeps fucking playing games. Don't put me on the fucking coaching staff. That motherfucker will be sitting. Um. So let me see. Let me let me go through the uh. Where I asked the fucking who's got the fucking. Um. Let me. I asked the fucking questions. Okay. Uh, Pierre asked if I'm doing Facebook Live. That's not really, like, a further show question. But the reason I didn't do it, and um, I, I just, I like being able to read the topics off my phone. So if I'm using my phone to also broadcast, it's just a pain in the ass. And I know, I like, I've used the iPad when I've done that. So, like, I'll put the fucking thing on the iPad all my questions or whatever, but then like, I like to look shit up and I know I can do that as well, but my phone's already like set up for all of that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the device I use all day long. The iPad I never ever use. It just sits in my drawer here. So um, even though it does all of the same things, it's just not like, I'm so comfortable with this where I have a bunch of pictures saved. I have a bunch of little memos that I wrote down and I could scroll through and flip left and right and this and that. And then soon as I start doing with the iPad, I'll start going like, oh, fuck, I forgot to put that on there. Ah, fucking shit. And then it just, I end up not having everything I wanted. You know. Um, and then, like I said, I I, I have some major shit I'll cover in a minute. Um, Brian says, I get the, uh, I get and understand the DJ Hyde CCW hate, but how come other promotions and their scumbag owners bookers get a pass for doing underhanded shit? Um... Well, I'll say this. I've pointed out both sides. Um, The DJ Hyde hate, and this is what I said to him on the thing, which half the time people ask me questions on there for the show, and then I just cover it on the fucking Facebook. But I'll I'll mention it again. I've covered DJ Hyde's hate a a lot, and uh, the reason why DJ Hyde hate is because he's continued to make CZW into a trash product. And it was a, it was a banner that I, I valued so highly. My, my viewership of CZW was my ECW where Shaheen, uh, you know, on his past show, wrestling overdose, he had talked about his fondness of the time in CZW or ECW where that was his, his glory day in wrestling, his, his attending and his watching and his, all of that, that was like he held such fondness towards that period of time and, and his viewership of that was everything. While I completely understand that, my time, my my glory day in wrestling was CZW in the early 2000s, you know, or really most of the 2000s. You know, started in 2001, and, and I went through straight up like 10, 10 fucking years. um, 13 years, something like that. And, uh, I mean, I saw fucking everything, you know, so... That, that was my time, and it meant so fucking much to me. So to watch somebody come in and just shit in its mouth it is really fucking upsetting. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to give him as much of a chance as I can. And us as fans, I had him on the show a bunch of times. you know, I'd ask him the different questions. Why is this and why is that? And he always had such a condescending, I know better attitude. Just fucking be a fan and and deal with what I, you know. And he he was fair about a lot of the questions and shit, but he would just bullshit his way through it. And he would continue to make excuses for why he did what he did. The fans would beg and, and beg for this match or that, 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 um... This guy to be brought back, or this guy to be brought in, and he'd tell you how it's hard, and you don't understand you don't, uh, but you know you yeah, I try, but you know sometimes you gotta understand, and you're well, I don't know because that I tried, and I was unable to do this because this and this and this, and then fucking, they started up g c w And within, like, two fucking months, they were just like, oh, you remember all those fucking dream matches you want? Here they are, one after another. Bam, 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 bam. Line them up. Bring this guy in. Remember that guy from CCW? Here he is. Here he is. Oh, fucking booked the flight for that guy. Oh, hey, shit. Remember that guy? Here's that guy. Oh, remember that guy? How awesome would it be to fucking bring in Jody Fleish? Put him against Teddy Hart. Put him against Jack Evans. Got them all three in the ring. Right here you go. I mean th- this dude was just booking the shit Out of everything that you wanted to see In CZW for all those years Because he sat there Fucking Brett sat there And he heard the fans screaming for these things And you know You would talk to these fucking wrestlers Month in and month out as a fan And they'd talk to you on the side and be like I don't know what the fuck DJ's doing It's bullshit And you'd be like dude we want to see this He's like, They'd be like I, I know I know, I don't know what to tell you We tell him all the time, he doesn't fucking listen And So many of the things Have just fallen off over the years From the security To the, you know Because cause that, that's a big fucking thing You know And uh, just the way that the building is run The, the way the fans are, are taken care of The way that Everything Um uh, the the training of the students, all of that's gone downhill. The um uh, the video production at some point. Oh no no, I got this. I'll do it better. And you know whatever fucking bailed on Smart Mark and High Spots and all the other shit that he had deals with. They're no no no, we're we're all good. We're set. And, and then now they're like one of the only companies out there with no eye pay per view. They're fucking twenty years in the business. Twenty fucking years in the business. GCW just ran a fucking iPay-per-view stream from Japan two nights in a row. Now, now not, you know, live, but again, it happened within a day's time. They can't run a fucking stream for a show in Jersey to New Jersey in CZW. It's out of the fucking question. Can't do it. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, something for for a long time when we would ask him about it and they were in the Skate Zone still, he'd be like, oh, internet in the Skate Zone is no good, and this and that, da, da, da. since then they've moved out of there, they've been out of there, what, fucking two years now? Still can't do it, no matter where the fuck CZW is. Oh, in the fucking, uh, the the joint in um Asbury, fucking uh House of Blues, or wherever the fuck. Oh, yeah, GCW run a stream there, CZW runs there, can't do it. what the fuck you know like you've been in the same fucking buildings where other people are running streams from and i understand you need the equipment you needed this you needed that well business-wise you need to hook up with somebody who can make it fucking happen for you otherwise you're a subpar product to the other motherfuckers you're supposed to be competing with you had people like you know when brett and fucking gage walked in that building at your biggest fucking show of the year, walked into the ring and shit on your product in front of the fans to the point where they don't know if it's real or not. They know they love fucking Nick Gage, and he's standing in the ring, and they're like, oh shit, Nick Gage is back, and it turns out, no, he's not back. He's just there to make you look like an asshole, and you, re- you responded with nothing. You responded with nothing. Didn't address it. Didn't anything. Just fucking nothing. And they just kept... They just went right back to just crushing fucking dream matches after dream matches after dream matches. And you couldn't do a fucking thing to answer the bell. Nothing. Continually disappointing. Oh, last month, WXW versus CZW. Who the fuck cares about that? GCW's over there wrestling fucking Jun Kasai. And you're f- fucking uh, flying in people from Germany. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you gotta be fucking joking me. I mean, y- you really have to just be going like, I, I don't give a fuck. I- I'll just do what I want because this is what I want to see. Like you're doing this for yourself. Like you're you're putting on shows for yourself. Like like those private corporations that are just like, I don't care what anybody says. I want to see fucking Kip Winger sing in my fucking backyard. I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I I don't care if you like Winger or not. I like him, and he's coming to my fucking house. All right, that's it. If you don't like Winger, stay the fuck home. All right, you're invited. I mean, fuck, man, we got pizzas coming. But uh, look, I I got a you know my own pizza oven. We're gonna make fucking uh top notch fucking. Uh, I'm bringing in a chef from fucking Italy. He's gonna make the fucking pizzas. So I mean, it dude, if you if you're not into fucking Kip Winger, that's fine, man. More pizza for us. I don't give a fuck. That That's like what DJ Hyde is doing. And, and I can't help but fucking resent it. Because it's something that I love so much. I, I'd be fucking CZW's biggest fucking backer. When I started doing this podcast, I was the only one covering fucking CZW on a podcast. Make no fucking mistake about it. Nine fucking years ago, you find you go find someone who was covering CZW the way I was. Interviewing guys. I'm pretty sure I'm the only fucking podcast that ever interviewed Justice Payne. And that was a motherfucker to get because he didn't want to do the fucking podcast. He he no showed on me a whole shitload of times. I finally got the interview. I wish it was when I was a little better at interviewing, but I still got a lot of fucking good questions out there. Whether I was a nervous fucking idiot back then or not, it, it was still probably the only podcast you'll ever hear Justice Payne on, you know? Uh, you know, so th- this is just this is just a a thing of passion that that gets DJ Hyde the hate that that he gets from me and you know I follow it out of like morbid curiosity because I had so much time tied and dedicated to it it's for that reason while I'll always have like one eye on CCW it's harder to even keep that one eye on CCW at this point because you know. They're fucking, they're not on iPay-per-view. So I can't even follow them that way. And I'm not fucking afterwards, after I read the results and it looks like absolute shit, going back and watching the whole fuck. get the fuck out of it. I'm not even doing it. You you can fucking sucker me into an iPay-per-view because, fuck, man, I don't know it sucks yet. <laughs> I think it probably will, but maybe I could talk myself into some fucking level of positivity and give it a watch. But once I fucking read the results and go, oh, that that really looked like it sucked, I no, it's not happening. Live is a big draw to me. It really is. That's that's why I watch so many GCW shows now. Even though I'm like, eh, rather not. I'll eh, well, fucking put it on the computer next to me. I could be playing a fucking video game on my TV, playing some Madden and fucking watching GCW next to me, uh, fucking Impractical Jokers on the TV, fucking, <laughs> fucking... Uh, GCW on the computer Shit gets to the point where I want to watch it I can fucking throw the, the thing on the TV uh, the GCW on the TV You know I mean it, there's options um, Real quick thing on CCW Is they're doing the um, The uh, Father Tremont gimmick again Which I gotta think is is a form of just kissing Matt's ass Because a big problem Matt had with his booking in CZW when he did the whole I'm leaving CZW thing, which was, you know, I I guess legit, but he came back, you know, very shortly after, which seems like everybody who leaves CZW for the most part takes like six months off if that and then they come back Um, because it's just another place to work. It's right there on the East Coast. You know, it's familiar. It's, you know, but they don't have to take it that seriously. They can leave anytime they want. It's, you know, they can shit on the company this week, work for them next week. It's, you know. Uh, Sozio was on my show burying fucking DJ Hyde, and then inducted people on in their Hall of Fame like the next week. I mean, it's it's fucking crazy. But um, you know um, but anyway, the Father Tremont thing to me it's a trash gimmick. I don't like it. Um, I get the the concept of it, and and the way where I think it can work. Because Matt Tremont is one of the most over-fucking guys on the indies, especially in the deathmatch wrestling scene. He's tremendously over. So in order to make a gimmick like that work, in my opinion, is he's he's going to be a heel. He's going to be somewhat of a chicken-shit guy who's going, yeah, like, I know you want to see me out there wrestling deathmatches, but I've done enough for you people. I've bled my blood, and you guys, you know, you guys don't appreciate it. You guys are, you know, fucking in grades, and you should be worshiping me, and this and that, you know. And then he he could have his, his minions go out and do his fucking dirt, you know, his stockade and his fucking uh G-Raver and shit like this, right? In order for that to work, though, is you need a face who's going to give the fans what they want on the other side of that. So guys who I think would work really well with, it, Schlack versus a Father Tremont gimmick would be fucking amazing. Because Schlack being like the fucking, you know... uh like the fucking antichrist you know out there just like fucking looking to kill and and break people in half and smash things and this and that and tremont playing a little closer to the vest doing a borderline religious type gimmick that he's gonna follow the way and and do his his own bidding and uh you know or have other people do his bidding i should say you know and kind of make his own rules and decide when he's he's gonna you know sully his hands with that of deathmatch wrestling and this and that, and then you got like an uncaged fucking monster on the other side going like, "I'll fucking rip you apart." Give me the old fucking mat, bring the bulldozer back, and he fucking laughing at him and you know, egging him on and stuff. And eventually you get the the fucking bloodbath, Tremont Schlack feud, after like so long of a tease and a build of that. And, and you don't need to tease and build that for too long because they did it way too long with the uh, Hollywood Necro Danny Havoc shit. And then they lost the match and ended up in fucking Ian's hands doing it, which was fucking crazy. That fucking infuriated Zandik. Um But anyway, um, that's that's the way it would work. I think it would work with like a Masada. I think it, as, as the face in that situation. Um, I even think like in a situation... Um, old CCW when Joey was fucking super super over, Janella taking risks all over the place, and you know having Tremont fucking bump this dude all over the place and kind of laughing him, you know, laughing at him, um, and you know getting G Raver and and Stockade to attack him and put him through some shit, and he just can't get to Tremont. But Joey's so over that would work on the other side of that. This is why a Nick Gage would work really well. Because Gage could be – well, an old Gage would work really well because new Gage would just, like, fucking – you know, uh, he, he would just, like, put donations in the Father Tremont basket and pass it along to his fucking aunt next to him because and he'd have on his Sunday best and shit when he showed up and, you know, do the sign of the cross in between his fucking – Accepting communion from Father Tremont and all this other bullshit, but uh, old Gage where he'd call him a pussy and spit in his face and be like, fuck you, motherfucker, give me the, you know, give me the deathmatch shit, you know, uh, that old shit would work. Um, So, yeah, uh, but... CCW doesn't have that they don't have a face they don't have somebody who's gonna fill that fucking role so last time when they tried it they came up empty because there was nothing to counter it they did a little bit of the joey thing but joey was already fucking one foot out the door and they didn't know whether to play face heel whoever the fuck with joey and, and it was all over the fucking place and in the end uh, Joey was out of there, fucking Tremont, ended up doing all the deathmatch shit that he shouldn't have really been doing within that role, at least not at that moment, and it, it was just misplaced bullshit. CZW did not have the face to counter what Tremont was. Doing it the right way, you could pull it off with Joey, but Joey still isn't really that guy to make it an easy move with that. Because, like, again, CZW was so short on faces and still is, like, really, really slim on faces. Um, because, look, um, Silver's a great fucking face. He, he's a powerhouse, and, and um, he, he's likable. But he's, he's not quite CZW face. CZW face has to be able to fucking do some deathmatch shit. Do some crazy shit. And he might step up and do that for a match or for this or that. But, I mean, realistically, you need someone who's really going to fucking, like, carry the flag and and be crazy CZW guy to at least, you know, be that guy. It's just, there's a different identity to top CZW guy to, to the faces of CZW. And uh, you can say things have changed and this and that, and the the thing that has changed is fucking 40 fans in attendance. That's what's changed. I don't want to hear about the evolution of CZW ever again. I I don't want to hear that shit at all. You sound retarded saying it, because the evolution of CZW has been the fucking crowd disappearing, going elsewhere, no um, eye-pay-per-view, you know, running WXW versus CZW fucking bullshit. Like, it, it just... Just cut it out with it. Nothing has evolved. That that's devolving. That's that's not what that is. So, so that's that. Now, while I'm on this um, and going into the GCW side of things, um, someone had asked Shaheen when I was supposed to be on the show with him and rather than like waiting till we do a show again and trying to occupy his time and give him time to speak and you know kind of balance it out and have like a conversational way of explaining this someone had asked him i figure i'll just use use my platform and explain it again and hopefully the person who asked the question i don't remember his name i, I don't I don't know that he was a regular listener of mine or maybe he's a new listener of mine because i've explained it on my show before but I again new years here in my show might as well get into it all again they wanted to know why do I hate um Brett Lauderdale and Danny demano. Danny DeMano from what I understand is not really part of GCW anymore but I'll explain both um they you know they say, well I, I thought they were beloved in all of wrestling and isn't and that okay well um let's go Brett first Brett Lauderdale was a ref in CZW that was pretty much got his job from being headbutted in the crowd by Niles Young. Which, look, I, you could you could debate that. You could say, oh no, that's not how it happened. Whatever. I don't give a shit. That has nothing to do with what my actual issue with him ever was. Two issues with Brett Lauderdale that that uh, kind of steered me in the direction of not liking him. Um, so uh, and. Keep in mind that over the time of me being a fan of CCW and Brett being a ref, I continued to hear stories about this This wrestler punched him in the face. Outside of the ring, not, not in the ring. Backstage, fucking this and that happened. Cops are called, you know, this and that. Sammy fucking attacked him. Jeez. Uh, Rory, Pinky, uh, a lot of fucking people fucking grabbed him or punched him or kicked him or fucking something because no he was not beloved across the fucking independent wrestling that's that that's not the fucking that's not brett's fucking history it's not he's been a weasel his whole fucking time in wrestling now that's got him a lot of places that's opened a lot of fucking doors for him but you know maybe he slammed some of those same doors back in other people's faces and they didn't appreciate it so anyway, um that's that's their story to tell. It is what it is. Um but um so one incident happened at Tournament of Death. And at Tournament of Death, um I don't even remember what year it was, but you know, it was in my drinking days and I was out of control. Um, I was there with Nina and her we brought her little brother, her younger brother. I don't wanna say little, like he was a kid. You know, he was he was eighteen plus you know, in his twenties and, um, brought another girl, Steph. And, um, so we were out there and I was fucking drinking and, you know, just being retarded. Cause that's how I was when I was drinking. And I don't know, words happened, whatever. I had a, some form of disagreement with their brother. And I ended up grabbing him, slamming him on the ground. And, uh, you know, we got into, you know, verbal altercation. There's obviously physical there a little bit. But that was the most of it. And then there was obviously, you know, a lot of verbal back and forth. Now, um, you know, this being Nina's brother, she wasn't happy with me at all. So there, there was a lot of back and forth yelling between myself and her. But that that was the sum of it. That was the entire thing. Now, Brett Lauderdale was off in the distance, probably 100 feet away. Because DJ's backyard is huge, you know what I mean? So he was we were over kind of by where the cars were parked and like towards the back of where the cars were parked. And he was over there still kind of over by where the chairs were like way, way over by the, almost by the ring type shit. And I think he was over there with like Rick Clark and a bunch of those other dudes. So thinking nothing of it, you know, this whole incident happened and you know, uh, everybody, you know, got over it. And what about life? well, down the road I, I get into it with this fucking nick Burke character and he starts fucking giving me shit talking about i beat my fucking girl and i and anybody knows me knows that i'm dead set against fucking you know uh, uh people who beat their fucking woman I, I i'm not down for that at all um this is this is the reason why i hate necro butcher um i'm not a stone cold steve austin fan you know um, so, and, and it comes out like, well, where the fuck did this even come from? Like, well, what is this shit? And then like Z-Bar gets involved and he starts messaging me like the same kind of shit. And Z-Bar is like sending me like real ignorant shit. Like, yeah. I should have your kids taken away from you because you fucking abuse your. And I'm like, like first off, this has me like rabid because like you're you're threatening my fucking kids and shit. Like this is fucking crazy and overblown bullshit. So it comes like, where where the fuck did this even come from? Fucking Lauderdale. Lauderdale started the fucking rumor that that's what the fuck went down. So I'm fucking hitting my girl at Tournament of Death. So it has zero fucking truth to it. And um, yeah, I've been with her for fucking 20 years. And um, this, this, this is, this is, you know, what he fucking got going. So that, that's a pretty personal fucking thing. And the reason why I fucking can't stand him. Uh, it, issue two. Uh, so the whole thing happened with AR Fox where he was banging a dude on film um, I wanted to interview Ar Fox because he's a tremendous talent. Now I knew that he had this shit go on. This this was like right around the time where this shit came out and was like, oh, Ar Fox fucking a guy on on film doing like gay porn, and I'm like, well, shit. Um, I'm st- I'm gonna fucking still interview him. I'm gonna give him a fair interview, and a lot of motherfuckers wouldn't do this shit right now because this is like. <laughs> not not okay with with I'd say the majority of people and shit there's there's a tremendous amount of comedy that I'm holding the fuck back like I'm like playing a way cooler role with this than, than people know like I'm not I'm not that guy I'm not that like oh yeah here's a gay porn star on my show like so I you know I was putting that aside and I was just gonna like take the fucking high road and just be like yeah like Here's a fucking interview with AR Fox, despite all the shit, and um, I, I, at most, my intention, again, this wasn't the reason i having him on the show, because how much can I really talk about it? And honestly, if he got, like, way open with it and wanted to really get into it, I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how, how much do I want to talk about his fucking gay porn experience? Like, I want to talk about his fucking five-star fucking matches, crazy fucking spots he was doing out there is you know, that shit. So, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'm supposed to have him on. At the same time, Wrestling Soup, they're all about, yo, we're going in tonight and hitting this fucking topic, and we're going to beat the shit out of this guy for, you know, comedically, beat the shit out of this guy for this fucking thing. They are doing audio, like, watching of this where they are playing the fucking clips they have sound drops that are like fucking still legendary i don't know if they've used those (laughs) anytime in the past couple years but like the candy had to go drop was like a fucking regular thing for a long time for them now amongst them doing this they mentioned like oh yeah by the way like This shit's funny as hell. Hear him banging that guy? Uh, Jay cats having him on the show tonight. And it's like, all right, yo, I'll take that all day because they're not, like, you know, bashing me for it or anything like that. But, like, this is a big funny-ass thing on their show. And then, as a matter of fact, Jay's Jay's having him on the show tonight. Well, meanwhile, Lauderdale gets a hold of him. And tells him, don't do his fucking show, because he's going to fucking rip your ass on this, you know. No Beckham. Pause. Um, he, he, he's going to fucking rip you apart on this, which was not my intention at all. So now the dude completely fucking backs out. Now I'm pissed off. So now I'm burying him every fucking chance I can get. And again, still in my drinking days, I'm just fucking going off. Every fucking chance I can get, I'm just throwing this fucking dude under the bus, because I'm just like, fuck this. You know, I, you know, I got fucking bailed on. I'm the guy that was going to have him on my fucking podcast while everybody else is having a good laugh on the other side. And, like, I'm just, I'm, like, fucking odd man out in this. I don't I don't get anything out of this situation. I don't get the interview. I didn't get to initially fucking join in on the fun of making fun of this motherfucker. I'm just like, oh. And, again, comes back to fucking Brett Lauderdale weaseling his way around and fucking getting involved and shit and fucking people over that way. So, and then, like, I just fucking couldn't stand him after that, you know, and um, the one tournament that was like a year or two later, I went, I fucking saw him, and, and it just, like, fucking told him, like, like dude, like, you know how bad I want to fuck you up, man, and he just stood there with this little stupid smirk on his face and shit, and it's just like, I had, I, it just took everything in my fucking body to just not knock his fucking head off, but, you know, I, I'm beyond any of that type of behavior, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've matured and I've gotten past that. But as far as just like me respecting this dude as a whole, like starting those types of rumors and like without even knowing my intentions on the other thing, like going in and like fucking my shit up there, like I just I don't like this little motherfucker, man. He's just a weaselly fucking dude. And then like you know, I, I would I would keep hearing reports back, you know, oh with the whole gauge thing and gauge gets locked up, and then I. Um, Allegedly he was in the locker room Talking about he was fucking partying With Gage and AC with the money they got From the bank and all this other bullshit Again allegedly I don't fucking know this guy Like that but supposedly that's what went down it's just like dirtbag shit like it's just been nothing but dirtbag behavior and if you look at like the drug reference shows that they're running the the two cups stuffed and and crushed up and shit like that like your boy your fucking guys nick gage this guy did fucking four years or five years in fucking prison because he robbed a bank in broad daylight fucking pill addiction And, and you're doing fucking shows that you're naming crushed up with like fucking crushed up pills is like your logo and shit like that on the is like your graphic on the show. It's just disgusting shit to me. He's just a complete bottom feeding piece of shit. And he's, he's weaseled his way into getting, he knows what the fucking fans want. He sat in the cut and just listened to everything. The fans want DJ high dropped the ball on every fucking bit of it. And he picked it up and ran with it. And I give him a million points, fucking credit for what he's done with that fucking company, because he picked that shit up. And he fucking did his goddamn thing with it. And they packed fucking houses all over the fucking country. And I give credit where credit is due. But as far as why I don't like him as a person or why I don't wish anything good upon him, well, that, that that's your reason there. Now, he teamed up with Danny DeMano. Danny DeMano, here goes his history. So Danny DeMano, um, he's always been kind of a trash wrestler. Um, he's hung around circles, you know, with, with uh, the Hit Squad and, and those type of guys. And he's taken beatings from some of the toughest motherfuckers in the business. And he's gotten respect via that. And he's been around, you know, Fat Frank for all those years. And um, because he was in the ring with these bad motherfuckers and took beatings from Loki and, and Moff and Homicide and, you know, the list goes on and on. He He gained that respect. He was kind of a joke wrestler as far as like fat, you know, oh, he's the fat guys doing this. He had that one video where he fell over the top rope, his pants fell down, he jumped off the ladder, his pants caught on the fucking top rope, and the pants went around his ankles and he fell on the floor. It was one of the funniest botches ever. But, um... He he just kinda yeah, you know, he did the hog splash. It was like you know, he he was so, kind of supposed to be a joke, but he, he was like the fat dude that never gave up. So that was like where he gained some respect and stuff like that. And I didn't dislike him for that. But actually when he came into CZW I I was actually liking some of the shit that he was doing. When he first came into CCW did that little tournament of death thing, at first he was like feuding with Pinky. Um he took um CJ, whatever the fuck is uh O'Doyle. Uh, he took C.J.O. Doyle out. C.J. Doyle was burying, uh, just boring the shit out of everybody, and he like fucking like sh- he shot on him and like fucking dude like quit CZW. and that was, I mean, it was good for the fans because, you know, I mean, they no one liked him. So he did his thing for there for a minute, but anyway, um, going forward, he he started the G.C.W. thing. He was in J.C.W. and doing the thing with Ricky O for a long time. So then when they changed gears and they went to GCW, um I was at the first show, the uh the Nick Gage invitational, Nick Gageless Invitational. And um because <laughs> like, he got locked up and yeah. um and I was like, Oh shit, look at look at what they're doing. Um I was at the JCW show in Brick, New Jersey, uh they had the little tiny tiny ring. And it was like Janella and fucking Scott Hall was there and the whole deal. But um, Dickinson Gage it was when Gage got out the first time. And um, you know, I I had been on like speaking terms with Danny D'Amano. I was all right with him, you know. Um, so a couple shows into the GCW thing, they have this this show with um, it was supposed to be Date with Destiny. And Zandig was a big question mark on that, cause that was after the roof thing, and um, and then uh, Dickinson was supposed to not be on the fucking show, but they were still advertising him on the show, which I hate shit like that when like you're in, you're insulting the fans, like you know the guy's not gonna be there, but you're leaving it up as like he's gonna be there, so the fans get there, and then you fucking bait and switch, you know what I mean, like that. When you're just not being fucking straight up. I just don't like it, you know? And I know, like, I'm not necessarily owed more than any other fan. But I, I just operate on a way where, like, if I if I ask you, like, you know, like, privately, like, dude, like... And I'm not going to press release, like, tell everybody, like, yo, he's not going to be on the show, Danny told me himself. Like, and maybe I'll tell my fucking friend that I'm going with or something. But, like, if I said, like, yeah, dude, like... I heard Dickinson's not going to be there like what's what's up? And then you're like, "No, don't believe what you heard." And and that's what I I was kind of like, "Yo, like cuz supposedly um it was going to be Teddy Hart versus Dickinson as well as Tremont versus Zandig. Now, there Zandig was like a big question mark, so it was like, you know, at least we got Dickinson versus, versus um Teddy Hart. Big, you know, controversial loose cannon guys in the ring, you know, whatever. Um so I hit him up and I'm like, dude, you know, rumor has it. And I had already talked to Dickinson. I asked Dickinson, Dickinson's like, no, fuck that. Um, You know, he wants to pay me less money than I'm getting paid fucking at Beyond and everywhere else. And it doesn't make any fucking sense for me to work for less money for this dude, because he thinks that like, we're on a cool level like that. And like, you know, I'm not just going to do friendship prices for a guy. Like when when my value raises everywhere else, and then I'm just supposed to like dumb myself down for for this like it doesn't make any sense like i i don't want to work for less money for this guy because we're friends i should get paid the same because we are friends you know like it it doesn't make sense why why would my friend pay me less if we're friends why we my friend pay me less than everybody else is fucking paying me you know and and i got it what he was saying he's like you know it might sound petty whatever the fuck but you know that that's where i'm at with that you know so then uh now now like rumors are like oh it might be leo rush And then, uh, and then uh, I think Shane Strickland might have been another rumor too. And so I hit up Danny. I said, "Dude, uh, you know, rumor is Dickinson's not going to be there, and uh, I've heard rumors that it's it could be Leo Rush or Shane Strickland, you know, and and any truth to that or whatever." I said, "Either way, those are those are some pretty solid replacements, you know, especially last minute and this and that." And he goes, uh, don't believe everything you read on the internet. See you at the show. And I'm like, all, all right. All, all right. Uh, I mean, that's that's crazy because, like, I just heard this shit from Dickinson. So now, like, I don't know why he's bullshitting me, but, like, don't have a good vibe about it or whatever. So I'm like, fuck it. And I wear a Pazuzu shirt to the show and all that. And, and I show up. And now you get there. And it's like, nope, Zandig's not here. Zandig's not coming. Fucking Danny DeMano comes out right off the fucking bat and starts fucking burying fucking Dickinson. Now all of a sudden Danny DeMano is gonna be the fucking face. He's gonna be the guy who comes out and buries super fucking baby face super over Chris Dickinson. He's gonna come out and, and be like, yeah, twenty fucking dollars. This guy decided not to show up because he wanted twenty more dollars. And I'm still sitting there going like So as a promoter, you pay him the fucking $20. There's fans in attendance that would have fucking put up the $20 to see him here. Like there's money mark motherfuckers that'll pay for people's flights in the fucking crowd. So you're going to tell them that he held you up over $20 and they're all supposed to just go like, okay, Danny, you're the hero. That's an asshole, fucking $20, oh, what a dickhead he is. Like, you're kind of the dickhead because you're the one fucking losing out on the talent. You're the guy fucking the the, the fans because you're telling me the $20 more would have got him in the building. Like, I'm looking at this guy like, what kind of fucking asshole is talking to us right now? And so, like, I, I just feel like uh, this is, and, you know, this is kind of the beginning of the end for me. Like, not, not just that specifically, but I, I was already getting a bad taste about a lot of things. So when you get to the point where you're a grown ass man and the atmosphere isn't cool anymore because you're not drinking anymore and it's not it's not a party atmosphere anymore. You're having fun with the wrestling, but you have a guy like belittling the fucking talent that you respect. And and I've said it even recently. Chris Dickinson is one of my favorite fucking wrestlers out there right now. When I see him go out there and do some shit, he's probably one of the main guys who's going to almost every single time out there give me exactly what the fuck I paid for exactly what i expect out of a match dickinson's gonna give me that shit so i i fucking there's no way for me to sit there and listen to danny damano bury this fucking guy and and maybe go like yeah okay well i guess that's the way it is then danny like fuck that shit i'm like this is bullshit fuck all of this so then uh they do that now uh, I go on a fucking show and I just fucking bury Danny like just just fucking bury him because I didn't fucking like that shit at all. I didn't I didn't think it was cool. Now I I got like and I'm not gonna out the fucking wrestlers because some of them are fucking working for him now, but I have fucking wrestlers hitting me up left and fucking right. Holy shit, that burial was fucking epic. Fucking, I wish I could say the type of shit you said about him. Everybody thinks the same as you just said all the fucking boys are laughing their ass off with all that shit you were saying because they think the same thing about him and, you know, he's a fucking joke and, uh, like, a lot of fucking people agreeing with me on what I said about him. So, time goes on, whatever. I had the big fucking uh, hamhead situation go on. I'm not going to get back into that. That doesn't make any sense because it's it's a whole other big story. So then... I'm going in to shoot for Jersey all pro and I, I had been, you know, invited by fat Frank to shoot ringside for Jersey all pro. And then, um, fat Frank had passed and Pierre invited me the same way that fat Frank was and told me, I'm always welcome there. You know, I was Frank's guest and I'll be his guest. And we, we became friends, myself and Pierre. And, um, I, you know, I put together like a tribute song for the, the open for, uh, for the show and everything else. And, uh, so, um, yeah, like basically going into the show, it was uh whatever anniversary show or whatever. Now he had already shattered his fucking leg and, um, in front of me as I was shooting a fucking that show too. And, um, we had already clearly not liked each other and this and that. And at some point or another, we got into a fucking discussion where he, he said some shit on the fucking, on the internet, on Facebook or whatever. Someone was going at it about me and he goes, oh, don't worry. He'll be going away soon. So I hit him up like, dude, who, who who the fuck do you think you're talking about? First off, like I'm going to be going away soon. He's like, "You didn't think you were going to say all that shit about me on the podcast and and not have any repercussions, right?" I'm like, "Well, first off, I mean, you fucking threaten me because this is like the stupidest fucking thing ever for you to type out a fucking threat on the internet." He's like, "No, no, I'm not that dumb or whatever." He's like, "But uh I'm just trying to make sure that people stay on the right side of the guardrail. I don't think you'll be needed to shoot on on uh photography on the, the you know whatever the date was." And I said, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I got you. And then I fucking, uh, I hit up Pierre. I was like, dude, like, am I still good? He's like, no, 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 Fuck him. All of that. No, no, no. It, it, you, you're shooting the show. Don't do, you're my fucking guest. Danny DeMano doesn't make the fucking rules around here. It is not. So he fucking, he tried to politic me out of that shit. It didn't fucking work. I still shot the fucking show. Um, and that was that. Like, he was just a fucking big weasel about it and all of that. So, so again, this is this is why I didn't like fucking Danny DeMano. So, it, again, none of these things carry any weight in my life today. But if you ask me, like, do you like that guy? No, I don't like that guy. Do you like the other guy? No, I don't like that guy. Moving on, if they put on great fucking shows, I'll tell you they put on great fucking shows. I I don't have, like, I, I don't have that that room in my life to be like, oh, the, this guy fucked. Fuck that guy! Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Fuck him! But like, moving on. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm, I'm worried about cats' lives. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried, you know. So now, okay, is is that a great show or is it not a great show? That that's what I'm looking at now. But when I mention those guys and say, well, you know, I don't like the fucking owners and this and that, well, th- those are the stories behind the reasons why I don't fucking like them. You know what I mean? So uh, it's it's as simple as that. As, as complicated as that was because I had to explain two fucking stories, but. You know, I, I figure I'd catch people up to speed on that, and uh, you know, tell like it was. But um, yo, while I'm saying this, fucking, I just read Colts quarterback Andrew Luck retires from the NFL after seven seasons. This is a dude who was up for fucking MVP last year. Yo, what the fuck? Andrew Luck just retired from the NFL. Kobe Brissett just got a fucking starting job. I know that much I know. I think his name is Kobe. Um, And I was just thinking, like, yo, motherfuckers need a quarterback. Like, Brissett is going to be a starter. Brissett is absolutely going to be a fucking starter. I was just thinking about this shit, like, watching him in preseason, and, like, he's he's a fucking baller. But Andrew Luck's a, a fucking, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like he just retired, like the Colts are fucked. Percent being good or or not, like the Colts are fucked. That they're not they're not competitive this year if that's the case, man. Fuck. That's that's fucking crazy. Anyway. Um Yeah. So that's that. Uh covered all those things. What else do I got? Let me go let me go through the rest of these uh questions. Whatever I got here, um, okay, there we go, I had to find a post again, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, um, Jose asked, uh, do I think GCW has what it takes to keep momentum going with the success? I hope it does because it's truly become my CCW replacement, and I enjoy the shows. Um, uh, time will tell. You know, the 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 talent is getting snatched off of there. You're gonna see Deppen disappear at some point. Um, Joey's gone. Um, Marco's gone for what's for what the fuck that that means. Um, obviously, they're in Japan right now. I mean, they, to say it's all over for them would be absolutely absurd. Um, they're, they're making shit happen. They seem to know to tap into, you know, whatever's cool at the moment. They're, they're hitting the comedy wrestling. They're in the death matches and shit. They've strayed away from some of the death match stuff, but I think that the big money is going to come in the non-death match stuff. How much of that's left once the Indies gets fleeced? I don't really know. Um, time will tell again, you know, uh, yeah, the, the fucking carry top kid, I think is an absolute star. Uh, that Zane dude is an absolute star, uh, you know, on the, on the indie level, at the very least, uh, for spots and fucking stealing shows and doing crazy shit like that. Those, those guys are top fucking notch. Uh, they should definitely bring in Dan Moff as much as humanly possible, Chris Dickinson as much as humanly possible. You know, so they there's still a lot there. There's still a lot to work with that isn't signed. I, I don't honestly think that Chris Dickinson is interested in being signed. Uh, at least the vibe I got from him in the past is like wrestling is for fun. It's it's for passion and what he feels like doing with it. But I don't know if he's interested in signing a contract somewhere. I mean, I, I definitely don't want to speak for him in saying that he definitely doesn't. But I'm pretty sure he has a regular job and life that he likes. And he likes to be able to go out and fish and do this and this and this. Who knows, though? Who knows if the right offer comes across the table, he goes and signs something, and he's fishing all over the fucking world. I, I don't know. You know, brings his rig out with him, and you know, while they're traveling, doing fucking states, he's he's out there fishing in exotic locations. Who knows? But um, again, there's a lot of guys that can be used right now, but I think that that field is going to be narrowed down as t- in time. And you know, what they do with what's left is uh, you know, is uh, yeah, is pretty much to be determined. Uh, okay, let me see what I got left, um, oh, um, Moxley got fucking Mercer in his fucking elbow, so he's now pulled off the AEW AEW show, which is fucking huge, because he was the main event, long awaited, he did the Janela match and this and that, but, like, the big fucking match with Omega was like the match that was the long awaited match and uh crazy absolutely crazy uh obviously it's mercer could be major major shit but um hopefully and most likely he'll be able to heal and get through it um he's not you know your average bullshit indie wrestler he's definitely got money to get proper medical treatment and uh you know good for him for that and hopefully he takes the right amount of time off, gets everything done, healed up. He doesn't lose any, like, fucking muscle tissue. Because that shit can really eat through your fucking, your fucking everything. Infection can really fucking eat into your, your body, you know, and really take out muscle and, and all sorts of different things. And have it a hard time to recover from. Have it be a hard time to recover from. Um, so that I imagine he's off the Bloodsport show too, because that's right there in September, and that's probably a little close, especially doing some like MMA level type shit, MMA ish type thing. Um, so that that's crazy. Um, Ian is uh, joined the PC ranks. Ian Rotten uh, posted something that said, "In IWA Mid South, we will no longer be referring it to." to it as intergender wrestling, it will just be a match between two opponents. Okay. So basically it'll just be a shitty match. Um I believe that's the same theory that Necro Butcher uses is I just had a physical altercation with another human that sleeps in the same bed as me. Some might call it domestic violence, but I don't refer to it as domestic violence or intergender fighting. I refer to it as a physical altercation with another human being of an unknown gender that I refuse to identify because it's 2019. You know, uh, I just, it's fucking unbelievable. You would, you would expect this out of like the Chikara guy or something, you know, Chikara Chikarason or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, this is fucking unreal. This is in fucking rotten. It's like, oh, well, we're we're not going to identify this as the uh, holy shit. Um, so yeah, that's that's another one of those things. Um, yeah, I I think that's about all I got. Um, all right, so let me just let me just give my plugs real quick. I'm gonna give a shout out to Wrestling Soup, like I said, put me on their page much, much love to them, um, Shaheen, um, much love to Shaheen over there, doing the, uh, wrestling overdose, um, nuclear heat graphics, hit him up for a commission, he just had some shit going on in his house, the fucking roof's fucked up, so he he could use commissions, and, uh, you know, he's just gonna do fucking top-notch art out there, he's got a Patreon, you wanna hit that shit up, do the thing, you know, um, hit up, um, My man, Jeremy, I got you five stars fucking interviewing all the up and coming wrestlers out there and uh, reviewing things that you might not have seen before, but maybe you should. And um, check out Dirt Sheet Dudes over there doing their thing. And uh, yeah, much love to all of them. Now, I just want to get the plugs and all that out of the way because I'm going to get through this the best I can. Which is, it's just, it's not going to be fucking easy. So, I gotta, again, shout out to Shaheen again for bringing this person into my life. Because through Shaheen's show, um, Russell Aller had um, become familiar with me. And uh, familiar with my show, and he he started listening to my show and became a very big fan of mine um i added him to my friends list which look um if you guys listen to the show and you want to become friends with me that's perfectly fine um i'm kind of difficult to get along with i I just got to put that out there right off the bat so like if you come on there and you never fucking say something to me like i'm just gonna get annoyed i might delete you um if you come on there and and like you're immediately doing some shit that's just not not my my thing like i might just delete you you know what i mean like it's just so, some shit's very difficult for me to just like get along with the tolerate or i don't know for me so i i say that because initially russell had rubbed me the wrong way he was a lebron hater he he talked a lot of shit and uh in the long run it became something i love but he was a LeBron hater, and LeBron haters really rubbed me the wrong way because, um, you know, LeBron's a tremendously talented guy. Like, he's, he's one of the fucking greatest NBA players of all time. And I understand when people are really big Jordan fans, which Russell was. So it, it becomes difficult for people to understand, you know, that he's a different player. He's not Michael Jordan. He's not trying to be Michael Jordan. So when the comparisons come up, it's only because he's that fucking good to even be in the same – sentence and be in the same talking about Michael Jordan. There was a brief period where I was like, I, if this guy doesn't stop fucking burying LeBron for no fucking reason, like I might have to delete this guy off my fucking Facebook. Cause I, I don't know him that well. Like he seems nice and everything, but like, I, I haven't had a lot of conversations with him. And up until that point, I really didn't, you know, he really wasn't like hitting me up, telling me, Hey, I love the show. It isn't that. It was just kind of like, he was just kind of there. And then he'd be, like, one of the guys who was, like, burying LeBron the most. And I'm, like, at some point I told him, like, dude, man, it's just getting kind of excessive, man. Can you let the guy live? What the fuck? You know? And uh, he's, like, yeah, yeah, I hear you, whatever. You know, I'm just, uh, just fuck with him, this and that. I just, I'm not a big fan of him, whatever. But, you know, he's super talented. And, it's not, and at least if someone's going to give it up to the, to the extent of saying, hey, this guy's got fucking talent, I could be, like, all right. I mean, if you're going to be, like, that far, delusional, be, like, he sucks, he's overrated, he's fucking, I don't know. Like, every time the guy has a bad game, be like, see, Jordan never had a bad game. It's like, guys, you're being fucking unrealistic. I've seen some shit where, like, the one page I follow, that's, um, I think, Christian from the Daily Blitz runs it. He, um, I mean, he... He's not like super, super LeBron hater like that, but the, some of the motherfuckers on there are some real petty shit, like just disgusting shit. Like you want to fight him, um, you know, I don't know. But anyway, um, one day, and I, I'll never forget it. I was at the Bronx Zoo, and I was about to leave. It was with my family, and I was about to leave, and I got a message from Russell. And this is again, I, you know, I had been like on defense about this guy because all I heard was fucking hate on LeBron, hate on LeBron. And I was like, oh, this guy's like doesn't give it a rest. Um, and he sent me a message, and it said something along the lines of, and I could go back and I could find it and read it, but I, I, and I have a screenshot actually. I I don't want to like physically read it because it's it's gonna make it harder for me to get through the rest of this. But he said it's something along the lines of, um. Hey, man, like I I listened to your show when you did the podcast about why you you kind of got out of uh, being such a huge fan of wrestling and attending wrestling the way you did and how you you beat your alcoholism and what you had to deal with when, you know, you'd have to apologize to people for the shit you were saying the night before and go back and check your messages because you'd be so blackout drunk. And it really hit a nerve with me. And ever since that podcast, I've been sober. That hit me in such such a personal and profound way. Because look I to the most people in the fucking in the world, I'm the dickhead, I'm the jerk off that says things that people don't want to hear. I'm the asshole that, that goes on and fucking buries people. And they go like, holy shit, this guy, this, he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Like, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy, what an asshole. I mean, I'd say the consensus across the board, if you went around and asked about j they'd be like, he's a fucking asshole. Like, that fucking guy has nothing nice to say. Um, so to know that someone saw through that and took my blunt and straightforward approach to things... And saw the genuine nature of of me calling myself out on what I was going through and knowing that, like, yeah, I I was that dickhead. I was that asshole that I wouldn't fucking speak highly of. And I I steered myself out of that fucking crash. and, And here's what I did. And here's the tough love that I gave my fucking self. And I put myself in a better place. And my family in a better place. And I changed my fucking world because I didn't like the way that I was looking. I didn't like the way I was acting. I didn't like what I was putting everybody around me through. The never-ending cycle was something I needed to get away from. And that hit a nerve with him. And from there on, we became a lot fucking closer. We would talk all the time, whether it was about sports. He was an enormous Bears fan. And um, he he always talked to me about his Bears and this and that. You know, once it became football season, it was fucking game on because I I am a football shit talker. I and I really looked forward to this whole fucking upcoming season and, and talking to him every fucking week because we had gotten to if there was a Niner topic, he'd hit me up. If there was a Bears topic, I'd hit him up. We were we were fucking talking on on a pretty much a daily basis as soon as my show was over he'd hit me up about the different things he liked and it made him laugh and and things like that um when i i had my my fuck out of here shirts he bought one of those i think he he encouraged a friend to buy one and so he had a friend fucking buy one and um and uh he he well, i was selling dvds because uh, right before Christmas, I had um, fucking they cut my pay like three weeks before Christmas. They cut my fucking overtime hours, dropped like one hundred dollars out of my fucking check per week, which still sucks. <laughs> and uh, he was like, dude, so sorry. Dah, dah, dah. And, um, you know, and I and I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm just trying to sell DVDs like, you know, some wrestling DVDs and shit like that to try to, you know, make a couple extra bucks to try to help my, my Christmas funds out and this and that. And he's like, dude, like I'll buy, you know, X amount off you. Um, he's like, and I'm like, well, what ones do you want? I gave him the whole list and this and he's like, surprise me, man. I don't care. I just want to help you out and this and that. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. So I send him the fucking DVDs and this guy PayPal's me fucking more like another, I wanna say it was another forty bucks, thirty, forty bucks, something like that. He's like, Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. Like he just fucking gave me more money just to do it. Just just to do it. Um soon after that, he donated to my job. He's just like yeah, here's a donate you know, how do I donate to your job? And he donated to my job. Every time I thanked him, he would tell me I owe you. He credited me for his sobriety, which, that's fucking crazy, that's crazy as hell to me, I never thought it that I would really influence another human being that way, you know, there's a guy from Wisconsin, how the fuck do I know a guy from Wisconsin, let alone like touch their life like that. that, that's crazy as hell. And, uh, you know, I mean, he was always just like the sweetest motherfucker out there. He he um supported everybody. Everybody who he, he believed in. Everybody who he loved. He, he supported Wrestling Soup. He He supported Shaheen above and beyond. And again, like, he supported Shaheen to the level of getting into the motherfuckers that he was into. So because Shaheen fucked with me, he fucked with me. And then he he looked further into what I was about, and he, he fucking supported me even more than he supported me just because I was Shaheen's boy. This dude was loyal beyond loyal and the most supportive person you could ever get on your team. 37 years old. He had two young daughters and... um. He would he would tell me how like uh you know his one daughter has a bow uh, is really into bows, like one of my twins? she collects the bows um JoJo Siwa bows, and uh like all sorts of different bows, and she's got a fucking rack of them <laughs> you can see just hanging down the wall, shit <laughs> that's an arsenal, you know like she he took care of his kids, man. No question about it. He loved his fucking family. Even my puppet venture. You know, all the all the puppet stuff I did. And uh oh, there there is a tribute puppet video coming, believe me. Um But he was the main one. He was he was the first one. I'd I'd make a puppet video and he I just showed it to my daughter, she's she's laughing. That one was so funny. This this was my favorite one, this this one was great. Um, Last season, I was doing uh, puppet videos all season, which I'll be doing it again. I was doing them all season, and I'd have um, Taj, my tiger puppet. He was um, like the bookie, kind of, and he would talk Grizz. (laughs) Well, he wasn't really the bookie, but he was talking Grizz into making these bets, and he'd tell him these are the ones you got to go through. And the idea that I came up with was I would make this puppet, these videos to more or less make fun of my own fucking bets because I was legitimately making these bets. Uh, sports betting became legal in New Jersey last year. So I, I was legitimately making these bets and I figured it's a win win because I'm either going to talk, talk them up beforehand with the puppets and I could talk about what went right or went, went wrong last week. And then the following, following the Sunday or the Monday, do puppet videos again. And it's either going to be a celebration of, oh, shit, we were right. We're going to go with that team and again, this and that. There was none of that. I lost all fucking year. So I had Grizz pissed off every fucking week at Taj and Taj talking him back into the fucking boat, getting him back on board for more bets. So, to me, I thought it was a really good concept. I loved it i again, one of these things didn't get didn't get nearly the fucking eyes on it that I wanted to, but I'm gonna continue to keep pushing This shit takes dedication to get any kind of following going, which is something yeah I'm just gonna stay dedicated to it, and his support is gonna help me that much more because this dude. He was the one on top of every one of those fucking videos. Like, oh, you're going to do one? Like, I didn't see... You. Did you do it this week yet or whatever? He was on top of it. And he was showing them to his daughter. And it was making her laugh. And I, I hope she gets to see the one. I'm going to post it on his wall when I get, we get it done. Um, You know, when I do in tribute to him. And, uh, I mean, my heart goes out to his family. He loved his family. And, uh, yo, I... <sighs> I had no fucking idea that this was coming I he had posted some stuff and um it was a couple weeks ago and he posted something on his wall like he was sna- he was getting mad about some shit some things he was dealing with and saying like I don't even fucking care I got liver cancer and I immediately hit him up and was like yo like is that legit like do you have like more tests to do like do- is that for sure? Is this something you think is going on? And, like, what what's going on, man? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, he's like, I have some more tests to do, but they're pretty sure. But I'm going to kick this thing's ass. And, man, like... I said, alright man, yo, good luck with the tests, man. Keep me updated, this and that. And it was like it, it, it he just went back to business, like it never happened. He went back to talking shit about football, fucking bigging up his bears. This dude Brett on his page, I might adopt his fucking uh his bashing this dude's packers because this dude this dude spent fucking every waking hour bashing this fucking dude Brett's. Packers on his fucking page he tagged him and everything I told him today I said I might have to adopt in your Packers for for my man Russell because he he had a great love and passion for that you know uh and uh so he just went right back to business he just went back to everything he was doing his last message to me was like after I did the show about Marco Stunt and I said that he looks like a, you know, uh, a, li- a little boy in Build-A-Bear jeans. And he went and he-, he said some shit to him or said some shit. And then uh, I guess Logan stunned his brother, got into it with him. And he sent me a message and a screenshot. And he said, look what Build-A-Bear jeans brother told me, LOL. And I'm like, ah, the fucking clowns. He's like, yeah, fuck them. And that was like the last I heard from him. And then just, just the other day, just saw that he's he's gone. It's really sad. Um, rest in peace to Russell. He's gonna keep me doing this shit though. You know. Uh, yeah, I've said a lot of times that this shit is a hobby, and my motivation to do this kind of goes on and off. Take a lot of hiatuses. I think, you know, for Russell, I'm going to take a lot less. I'm going to try to put up as much content as I can. I'm going to try to stay as loyal to this shit as I can because he was so loyal to me. The puppet videos are going to go fucking rolling because he appreciated that shit. And, you know, puppetry is a lost art. I I truly, truly believe that. I'm very, very passionate about that. And sometimes I find it hard to, you know, again, come up with the content figure out what I'm going to do, motivate myself to do this. But again, if I could take nothing else from his support, it's that and my shit holds value. It held value to him, and his life and the way that he lived holds tremendous value to me. And the fact that I inspired him in any way, shape, or form, I mean, that... <sighs> I already had full confidence in myself and never slipping off the fucking wagon. But make no mistake about it, there won't be a day in my fucking life that alcohol touches my lips. Not only for me, not only for my family, for Russell. Again, my, my heart goes out to him, his family, all his loved ones. Because if he touched me the way he touched me, forget it, forget it. How many people known this fucking dude their whole life? how many people dealt with him in a in a workplace environment? How many people you know got to see him on a daily basis? The amount that they must be missing this sweethearted dude it's fucking way beyond anything that i you know I have to deal with. It's not about me, it's about his family. And, uh, that, that is, that is really rough. Um, I've already sent a message to his wife and if anything I could do out there to support them and try to help them out, I'd be more than willing to do because, uh, he was so loyal and supported every single thing I did. And I, I can't appreciate it any more than I do. And, uh, like I said, rest in peace, Russell, uh, I hope this tribute you know, served you well, and I'll do everything I can to keep your name alive on my end, and uh, like I said, uh puppet video coming up on your page soon, hope you're watching from up there, and uh, hope your family gets to see it, appreciates it, and uh, the Bears are my second favorite team this year, straight up. And my Niners always, but uh my Niners slip up and fuck up this year, I'll be pro Bears all the way. I'll definitely be rooting for them to win every fucking week. I don't know if we play the Bears this year. But uh that, that would be the only week that I don't root for you guys. And I might uh I might get at your boy Brett over there fucking with them Packers. And I you guys play week one. Bears Packers week one. I already know I'm I'm rooting for Khalil Mack to fucking bust through that line and and smash Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean, but rest in peace, man. You're gonna be very very missed. I'm gonna miss hearing from you after this episode because you'd be the first one to hit me up about it. So rest in peace, man. I'll check you motherfuckers out next week. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Well, what I that make you Good Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta yeah, say Because you be blazing people And I'm like well I gotta hear it now <laughs> You just know how to hide it. Me I don't have that car Me I always tell a thing Even when I lie. The are choosing radio. Jesus. So say night to the back guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food.